This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. At Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM along with Harvey and Joe. Yeah, they're back together again. We're here till midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Gordon Damer, hello. Larry Hardesty, what's going on, my man? Everything is good, partner. Everything is good. I felt bad for the Rangers fans tonight. I really did. Watching that game. And listen, everybody knew coming in, Gordon, that the Bruins have been unbelievable this year. They, they've been Boston Celtic-like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the two of them have been, you know, running things in the NBA and in the NHL, especially in the East. But, Gordon, it, it's it, when it got to be 2 nothing, it sounded like everybody left the Garden. It was well, so quiet. And I get it. I understand. There was nothing to cheer about. So I get it. I do. But it's very rarely that you hear that building. And when it got to three, it was even worse. Yeah. Well, the Ranger fans generally show up pretty well. Um, and with the dominance of the Bruins this year, I guess oh. two nothing felt like five nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, it so really did. <laughs> that uh, that might tell the tale there. Yeah. No question about that. No question about it. So the Rangers will get back on track. So the, listen, there's no shame in as Anthony Pusick tweeted. There's no shame in losing to the Bruins because everybody else is losing to them too. <laughs> so we move on. Gordon, it's about NFL weekend. It's about mm. the playoffs. And yeah, a little later tonight, we'll have to talk about the Jets because they're back in the news again, Gordon. They're always uh, in the news. As uh, you know, another OC, Greg Roman, Greg Roman is leaving uh, Baltimore, which has led people to say, Because yeah. I still don't believe that these t- Lamar's going anywhere. But you never know. You know, when it comes to money, you never know how things go. Uh, but, so we'll talk about that a little later. But really, I want to focus on the really lockdowns, uh, what we can expect this week, uh, this weekend, beginning on Saturday. And uh, we'll go around the whole weekend. But obviously, we have to start with the New York football giants. And Gordon, uh, I was very happy to hear Sterling Shepard on the show today. He was on the Michael K show earlier. And it's always interesting to find out how players, how do players deal with injuries, right? Because you're injured, you're really, you're rehabbing. Sometimes the players don't even see you. <laughs> you're off rehabbing, you're off getting physical therapy, you're off doing all this other stuff, you're doing exercising, you got your own routine. And you feel bad because the team is moving along without you. And so Sterling Shepard, who, Gordon, when you look at the receiving core, before we got to before last week when they really picked it up a little bit over the past month rather before the guys really picked it up you could say that he would have been like if he'd been able to play he would have been an all-world receiver compared to what they had on this team so it was really interesting to hear what he had to say about this team and you know about where he's seen Daniel Jones and a lot of things that he mentioned on the K show today yeah it's got to be painful for him right because he's been here through the the tough times and now getting to see it kind of turn uh, and not being able to be a part of it. And and you're right. I mean, he would have been a huge part of it if he had been able to to stay healthy. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's got to be a little bit of a bittersweet feeling for him that uh, that things are – he's happy, I'm sure, for the, the guys that he played with that are still here, but that it's got to be a little bittersweet thinking, you know, I wish I could have been a part of this because this is what you – this is what we've been waiting for for five years basically. Yeah, no question about it. So the guys asked Sterling Shepard, does it hurt not being able to play? 
Yeah, of course. I mean, this is what I love to do. I've been playing this game for a long time, and it's never easy, you know, whenever you get injured and have to watch your boys go out to battle. But it definitely keeps me going that these guys are having a lot of fun and they're winning games, so I love to see that. All right, so how are you helping the team since you can't play right now? Picking the guys' brains on what they're thinking and being able to can contribute in that way of answering any questions that they have. You know, being a veteran, I've played a lot of ball. I've seen a lot of different coverages and uh, just being in the receiver room, helping those guys on what they see or different route techniques that they could use. Just any way that I could help them or benefit them in any way, I'm, I'm there for, for that. And he is, uh, Gordon, as you can tell all the time when you watch on TV, he is very, uh, his presence is felt on the yes, sidelines every game. on the sideline, yeah. <laughs> he's into it. He is really into right, it. Right, he's got to burn off all that energy. He's used to, you know, <laughs> like to be playing. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. So, and I think this was great by, by because they always do a great job, Michael and the guys, Michael and Don and Peter. So he, Sterling Shepard was asked, has coaching led to, uh, Daniel Jones' improved play, or is it just kind of like Daniel Jones? That's a major piece of it, too. Coach Dayball has done a great job with just the offensive scheme and playing to Daniel's game as well. So big hats off to him for that. And, I mean, putting the pieces around him to be successful is another huge part of it, too. So, you know, I've been excited to watch him this season and just his mature level and how he's grown. And I think, Gordon, we've talked about it more and more, and it's clear that, that yes, the coaching staff has to get, you know, credit because you can see the difference in Jones since they've come here. But he got to get some credit too, Gordon, because what he's been able to do to, to follow the game plan and to really, really tighten up on whatever he was doing, which was turning the football over and, and also being healthy, uh, it's been a major difference for this team. Well, look, you can have the greatest game plan in the world if the player can't pull it off. I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, the, 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 the bulk of the credit has to go to the player to actually being able to follow the game plan. You know, They could have come up with any game plan they wanted to for you or I. We're, we're not going to be able to follow the game plan. So for Daniel Jones, yeah, I think he deserves the bulk of the credit. Now, look. When you're winning, there's plenty of credit to go around. When you're losing, there's plenty of blame to go around. And and for, for Brian Dable, if he had not come here, uh, maybe things would be completely different. But for Daniel Jones to go out there and perform the way he has, and, and especially the way he's performing now, last week, everything else, where the offense is not just Saquon Barkley. I mean, yes, last week, the reason the Giants won that game, Barkley was part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was mostly the the play of Daniel Jones, both with his arm and with his legs. So yeah, I mean the the, the quarterback has to get a uh, a lot of credit, and I'm sure he's going to want to get a lot of credit in the terms of of, of credits uh, this uh, this off season when the contract stuff gets worked out. He's looking for big time shekels, isn't he? Yeah, I would think so. And I, I was listening to the guys in the K show today. They were kind of having a disagreement about whether or not the Giants got it wrong uh, by not picking up the fifth year option. And we can go back and forth about nobody saw this coming, and I don't think anybody really did see this coming. But it's not up to us to see it coming. It's about the mm -hmm. Giants to, to see it coming, and they did not see it coming. So, you know, for all the people that will say Daniel Jones is betting on himself, he's not betting on himself. The Giants bet against Daniel Jones being able to do this. Yeah. And, he is, and, and, and they are more than happy that yes. he proved them wrong. They're, yeah. they're more than happy. Look, it's great that, yeah, they could have gotten him for – well, I don't even know what his fifth-year option was, like $20 million or something, and then they could have franchised him. If you can get the franchise quarterback 
you'll pay what it what it costs. This is the best case scenario for the Giants. So yes, they did get it wrong. They bet against them pulling off this kind of year, and now they'll have to pay the piper in the off season with the contract they're going to have to give them, which is significantly more than they might have had to. But that's the best case scenario for the Giants. There's no question about it. And listen, uh, Gordon. <laughs> They've been looking for a franchise quarterback. You know, they wanted to find out where they could find a franchise quarterback after Eli Manning. They 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 drafted Daniel Jones. They thought he was going to be it. He he started out slow, but he has really this season made it. And you're right. If you're Buffalo, I mean, if you're Buffalo with Joe Shane and, and Brian Dabo coming in, and you're saying, you know what, you look at the video, you're like, eh, I don't think he's going to be the guy. <laughs> you know, is he healthy? He hasn't been, he can't hold on to the football, turns the ball over. He's not the guy. So they put him in, and listen, you're right. They're happy that they're wrong, but they are, let's say this, they're pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly well, surprised. Yeah. And and listen, now they don't have to worry about it. That's one. That's one spot they can cross off their list because they've got some others they need to improve on. Yeah, and... Like it wasn't really only just based on Daniel Jones. It was partly health, and it was partly the supporting cast that he was going to have around him. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a big part of why it's been so surprising that he's been able to pull this off. And and look, they, they've had guys kind of um, evolve here over the last five or six weeks. Hodgins, Slayton, obviously has been a, a contributor. Richie James has been a contributor all year. But I mean, and obviously Barkley and the tight end, but uh, no, I mean, the credit goes to the quarterback and um, maybe, you know what? Maybe if they, we always make it out like it's like a foregone conclusion. Who knows? Maybe if they did pick up the fifth year option, I don't know. Maybe Daniel Jones wouldn't have been the same motivation level to, to go out and have this kind of year to prove everybody wrong. I don't know. It, this is the way it's turned out. And with the Giants now a win away from the NFC title game, I think you would sign for that, even oh, if please. it cost you an extra $10, 12000000 million a year. Yeah, no question. Because everybody's looking for what they may have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've got a starting quarterback that works in their system. So that's what everybody wants. That's what everybody's looking for. And here's what you find out, Gordon, is that, listen, it helps if you have a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen. But Gordon, everybody that all the teams that's in the playoffs don't have a Patrick Mahomes and a Josh Allen. So if you have a quarterback that functions in your system, you have a really good defense, you have a chance to get to the postseason. And once you get to the postseason, you roll the dice. Anything can happen. Absolutely. And and I think that last week was the separation, as I said earlier in the week, that that was the separation of the, the, the pretenders and the contenders. Like the, even with the teams that made the playoffs, it's always a, a, a good thing to make the playoffs. But we saw that there was – Going into the postseason, we knew that there were certain teams that weren't going. We knew Minnesota was not going anywhere. Yeah, um, We knew um, the Chargers, you really can't rely on it. The Dolphins with the situation with the quarter, they weren't going anywhere. So mm-hmm. you, you get those teams out of there, and the Giants are still around. Now, who knows? Maybe the Giants get exposed. That is, a, that is certainly possible that the Eagles all of a sudden look like the number one seed and go out and just absolutely hammer the Giants into the ground, but... Uh, I think that there's at least the possibility that the Giants are going to be able to hang with this team, and and the Giants are generally not a team that gets blown out, and that was even before the offense was playing at the level that it's playing at right now. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, if it happens that way, then it's just, what, Philadelphia playing the way Philadelphia has played most of the season. And and it kind of shows you where you're at. Okay, we made the playoffs. We won a playoff game. Two things that, outside of the most optimistic giant fan of the world who is not based in on planet earth no one thought that that was a real possibility this year 
So, yeah, okay, you didn't take the jump to be able to take down the number one seed. Okay, fine, but now you kind of know where you measure up and know a little bit more about what you need to improve on to take the next step. But this, I mean, talk about a great first step. This is unbelievable. It is. It's tremendous. This is great. It is. And like I always say, you just hope that the front office understands, okay, this is unexpected and let's not, you know, let's not sugarcoat it. We still need to make some changes to improve this roster. Maybe we don't have to worry about the quarterback spot, but there's other spots that oh, we no, need to work on. Yeah, so they absolutely. have to realize that, you know, you can't – sometimes you get, ooh, you know what, maybe it's not as tough as we thought it is. No, it is. You still have to get – you still want to get better. And, Gordon, as you well know, NFL rosters change like almost oh, half right, every like, year. Yep, absolutely. And if you were to rank the teams right now that are left – you'd have to say if the Giants aren't eighth, they're seventh in terms mm-hmm. of overall talent. Now, they have yeah. some pieces, yes. and they certainly have more keepers than you thought going into the year. But no, they. I mean, it's a, you can't say that it's, it's amazing what Brian Dable has done and then say, oh, no, I think the Giants have a lot of talent too. Like I mm-hmm. think re- the reason why we think that Brian Dable's done the amazing job that he has is because he's working at, at a deficit because of the previous regime. And really, think about that. Think about, because there's now been some revisionist history. You know, uh, uh, Dave Gettleman hasn't done that bad of a job. Dave Gettleman had the team capped out, and none of the good players really are getting paid yet. Dexter Lawrence is not getting paid yet. The quarterback's not getting paid yet. Saquon's not getting paid yet. Like, none of the really good players are getting paid yet. So it just shows you, uh, while it's nice that, you know, in hindsight, Dave Gettleman has now drafted better players than maybe we thought in the moment. He did a horrendously bad job. Just because he looks like he picked the quarterback right doesn't mean he got everything right. No, that's not the it's 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 an important thing, but it's not the only thing. It's not the only thing. This season marks the 50th anniversary of New York Islanders hockey, and to help celebrate, we're giving away tickets to the January 27th matchup against the Detroit Red Wings at the UBS Arena. That's a great looking arena. You saw the K show there yesterday, Gordon. That's so a Peter was a little chilly. Is yeah, he is he a little yeah. sensitive in terms of the cold? Because he, he looked be. like he looked like Yukon um, Cornelius bundled up there on the set. <laughs> he did. He was, he was a little chilly. He was. It was a little frosty to him in the arena. To enter, download the free ESPN New York app. Scroll down to contest and submit your entry. Brought to you by the New York Islanders. Join in on the fun this season by grabbing your tickets at NewYorkIslanders.com. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. We'll take your phone calls on what you think will happen. Giants. Eagles, what do the Giants have to do to bring home a win and earn a shot against the winner of Niners-Cowboys? We'll get your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It always comes down to the ball. I mean, if we can get takeaways, obviously we give ourselves a good shot at winning the game and taking care of the ball, which Daniel has done a great job of. And uh, the guys carrying the ball, you know, just kind of still stressing that throughout the week is taking care of the ball because, you know, during this time of year, that's the most important thing. So taking care of the ball, I feel like that is the key to winning this one. Sterling Shepard, who appeared on the Michael K Show earlier today on 98.7 ESPN with his keys to victory against the Philadelphia Eagles. It's Hardesty and Damer on ESPN New York tonight. And Gordon, he's right. It's, it's about turnovers. It's about taking care of the football. It's about executing. It's about playing your best game when you really need to play your best game to advance. Well, I mean, I think we all know going in, the Eagles are the more talented team, the better team overall. 
So if you're going to upset the team that's better talent-wise, you have to play a far cleaner game than them. You have to hope that they're a little rusty. You have to hope that you know Jalen Hurts isn't at his best, and then you have to be at your best. Uh, it's an uphill climb. I mean, for all the talk on the station, uh, and I do think the Giants are going to have a chance to to play with the Eagles on Sunday and 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 compete in that game. I mean, they still are more than a touchdown underdog at my last mm-hmm. last check. I think they were seven and a half. It might be even eight at, at the last check. Um, so th- they are facing an uphill climb. And I don't know nationally how many people are expecting the Giants to, to pull off an upset. But here in New York, it seems like uh, everybody's on the Giant bandwagon. But mm-hmm. it's an uphill climb for sure. No doubt about it. Bart Scott. You know, you hear him with Alan Hahn from noon to three every day on 98.7 ESPN. He was on Get Up this morning with Greeny. And this is what he expects from Jalen Hurts on Saturday night. We know it's probably going to be situational. They're going to, not going to put him in harm's way you know, early on. It's going to be those pivotal moments, two-minute situations, short yard situations where my antennas are going to be up. But as a defender, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tackle his arm so I can make sure that his shoulder is what you know, takes the brunt of, of my tackles. Now, and you got to attack the arm. And also, you worry about ball security. Because if you have an injured arm, he carries the ball in the same arm that he throws in. As a runner, I'm trying to test and punch at that to see if I can get a turnover. Because turnovers in, in the playoffs change games. No question about it. And you know there's going to be some gamesmanship to find out uh, what the situation is with Jalen Hurts and his abilities. But you know what, Gordon? I just think sometimes you can – you have to be careful in focusing on that, and you don't wrap him up, and he gets away and gets some extra yards and extends some plays and, and keeps the drive alive. You know, then that's counterproductive what you're trying to do. Yeah, no question. And um, I mean, he's one of those elusive guys that you have to uh, with these rules that are in place now too. It's uh, it's a hairline type of thing where you're trying to deliver a hit that impacts the game in your favor, but you also don't want to hit too hard or. As he's starting to slide, you go down. It's 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 so narrow of a call to make when you're trying to deliver punishment to a player that's outside the pocket who has the legs and, and you know can can hurt you that way. Uh, with the way they're now calling roughing the passer and uh, personal fouls and everything else when it comes to the quarterback position, it's a very fine line. It really is. It it is and. You know, he he has some help on the offensive side. You got Miles Sanders, who has had a really good season, career high in rush yards and rushing touchdowns. Uh, you've got obviously AJ Brown, who's phenomenal, 88 catches, franchise just under 1,500 yards. You've got Devontae Smith, also career high in catches, great job receiving yards. So, you know, and tight end. He he's got he's got some folks. He's got some weapons that it's not all about him. If anything, Gordon, that's kind of what has taken him to that next step, right? That it's not him having to just run the ball and try to do everything. It's his ability within the Nick Sirianni offense to be able to you know expand, expound, it, it, bring everybody else in. Is what I'm trying to say. I used yeah. to talk for a living. Uh, bring make everybody else a part of this offense, so it's not just one dimensional with him. It's that he spreads the ball around. Yeah, and uh, you you left out the giant killer, Boston Scott. I know, I did. I know. I was trying not to do that to the giant fans. Yeah, and Kenneth Gainwell can make play. I mean, they have the tight end Goddard too can make play. I mean, they have a bunch of you. You take a look at you know when you're a fan of a bad team or a team that you think is is starting to make a move, and then you take a look at the teams that are still playing and just how many options they have on mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. I mean, you take a look at the, the options the Eagles have or you take a look at the, the options that the Niners have on, on offense. I mean, it, they are just completely loaded. 
And then, I mean, God love them. Uh, you take a look at the options the Giants have, and you're kind of amazed that they're able to do what they're doing, and the guys are playing very well. But you just take a look at the talent discrepancy. It is, it is pretty glaring when you take a look at it between the Eagles and the Giants. It is. It is. There's no doubt about it. And if the Eagles are going to be successful and if they're going to have the running game going or Jalen Hurst to be protective, protected, they've got to make sure that they that offensive line, which is pretty good, Gordon, when it's healthy, mm-hmm. uh, they have to make sure that they see two people. They are Kayvon, Kayvon Thibodeau and Dexter Lawrence. They got to they got to count for those guys because they've been very, very good on this run. Yeah, and, and we'll see if uh, Ojolari gets to play because that would certainly be a big plus. Um, I, I think primarily, even despite the way the offense played last week, I do think that you have to take into account that Minnesota's defense is just not very good. And mm-hmm. if the Giants are going to win this game, last week it was about the offense. To me, this week it's got to be about the defense, keeping you in the game against an Eagles offense that if it gets rolling, can roll up the points. And the yeah. last thing you need is, is a replay of that first matchup where it was not really close. Yeah, because even though the Giants were successful offensively last weekend, you're not trying to get into a, a scoring match. No, no, you're this is a different. This is a different animal. Yeah, you're going to lose that. You don't want to be there. You wanted to. It's very simple, Gordon. It's it's the same thing. When you're on the road, postseason, regular season, whatever it is, you want to stay close to have it be within one score. If you're trailing in the fourth quarter, where you have a chance to win, that's your goal going in. You know that you don't want to be worse than that. You want you're obviously you want to win. You want to win going away. But I mean, realistically, you want to be within one score on the road in the fourth quarter, so you have a chance to win. And for the Giants, as you've mentioned, that's how they with a couple that's of how exceptions, they win, right? Th- th- that's been their game plan all year. Mm-hmm. The question I have, and I, I'm not the person to answer it, and I don't know if you're the person to answer it. Maybe the people uh, out there listening. Listeners, the callers, one 800 espn they're the ones that listen, uh, that, that could answer it. Would Jet fans be rooting for the Giants this week? Because, look, if you live in New York, you don't like Philadelphia. Nobody likes Philadelphia if you live here. Now, I don't know that you would root for the Giants if you're a Jet fan, because the last thing you want to see is them happy and, and satisfied. But you don't like Philly either. It's a, very, it's a conundrum. It's a really difficult equation. Well, hey there. If I were a Jets fan, uh, I would want the Giants out as soon as possible. It's not fair. If I, I, think, I were a Jet fan. I know I'm not a Jet fan. I can't even imagine being a Jet fan. But <laughs> I know my own personality. When my team is out, I want everybody who I know, I, I want their like team you. out too. No, because so, I've had it. I don't want anybody – and, and it would be one thing if it were a team that had not tasted success. Then maybe I might be able to um, calm those, those inner demons within me mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But the Giants have, have had more than enough success. So I, I know I would not want to see the Giants do well. But I don't know for Jet fans if they would want to see um, – you know, it's playoff football, right? It's something to get excited about. And no. and look, for all we make out, this is not this is not really you know, Jets Giants is not really a rivalry. No, it it's isn't. It's not Rangers Islanders. But they Somewhere share the same building. Different and good. They share the same building. Yeah. And right now it's a reminder of 
my quarterback is not good. Uh, here I am again. Yeah, no, that was, there's no question, right? I'm looking you, for the offensive coordinator. Right. I'm in confusion. I don't know. Now I got the athletic telling me that, you know, Robert Sala is Mahalo Gandhi. Gandhi, rather. A, yeah. And he's trying to save everybody. And I'm just, I'm no closer than what I was two years ago when I, when I drafted the quarterback. And now all I got to hear is Larry Gordon wax poetic about the Giants all the time. And oh, they, I, I and, love um, this guy. Me, I mean, you know, I, if I were a Jet fan, I'd be just like, blow him out. <laughs> yeah, it's not even it's not even uh, Big Brother Little Brother. No, it's, it's, no, it's Big Brother lives in the penthouse, and Little Brother lives in the basement with like the iron mask on his face. It's, he gets felt gruel. There's no heat down there. God hates me. It's a it's a huge separation between two teams that play in the same city. It's not. It is. I mean, it's. The tale of two cities, this is the tale of two cities. And here's what makes it worse. If you're a Jet fan, you're saying, we were, we were right this there with them. Be, right, we were supposed to be the team this year that took the step forward. Yeah, we were right there with them. Right, they were supposed to be restarting. Yes. And, and we were supposed to be hitting our groove. And That's not what happened. The groove hit back. Yes. <laughs> and we did not In do well. In a bad way. Yeah. Yes yeah, so or no? I, I, but once again, that's just if I were Jeff, that's how I would act. Now See, listen, what, what I would say different. as well is I think if you're a Jet fan who can separate the fact that the Giants uh, are in the city and experiencing success, I would say you're not really a Jet fan. You're not really a Jet. Like if you're mm. a diehard Jet fan, the last thing to me you would want is the Giants to do well. Absolutely. Again. Again. Right. <laughs> like again, again. Again with these people. It's like everybody loves Raymond, right? It's like the, yeah. you're the, you're the brother on everybody. Everybody loves Raymond. Nobody loves what was his name? I can't oh, remember I the brother's yeah. name on the show. Yeah, Robert. Robert oh, was okay. the name. Yeah. yeah, you know everybody loves everybody loves the Giants. God loves the Giants. There's never any love for the Jets. No, you know Super Bowl again. That's what they usually do. They they mess around. They late in the season. Here we go. Look at them. Look at them. Daniel Jones, all of a sudden he can play. How come we can't get a guy that makes our quarterbacks play better? Yes, yeah, it's, it's just it's it's like it's it's, it's that sense of frustration. Yes. You know, is is it's the same thing like the line that they just played from Gunling where he said, God hates me. That's what you feel like. You're like, why can't I get a break? Can I get a break? I mean, what did I do? All I all I got was back to back. AFC Championship games, and I'm paying with my life. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> not that. nothing, but yeah, no, it's not. I mean, if you ran through, like, whenever any Jet fan became a Jet fan, if you ran through all your other options from that point on, chances are just about every team has had more success than you. From that point, yeah. From that point on. Yeah. It's like you sold your soul for, for, mm -hmm. for, for, a long playoff run that ended badly. So you still didn't get to the Super Bowl, but and see that's the that's the trouble thing, right? Because you felt better. Hey, look, we could just two back to back years. Maybe we could have sustainable success. And then the roof falls in. You know, we got butt fumbles, we got we yeah. got all kind of things. We got right. bad punch drafts. Line, your punch line a lot of the time. Yep. No question. You know, you know, we we got a quarterback that gets punched. I mean it's 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 just it's just not been, good. Exactly. It's just been it's been brutal. It's been brutal. And now here here the Giants are. So no, you're you're Saturday night. You're sitting in front of your TV. You're like, you let's go Philly. Come on, Jalen. You're like Jalen Brunson. You're wearing the number one jersey. You're sitting on your couch. Let's go, guys. Let's go. Do us a favor and get them out of here. The and, enemy and Gordon, of your enemy is your friend. That's right. And Gordon, not not a last second score.
I want domination. Oh, you you want him to be pounded. Yeah, you want him to be pounded. See, we're seeing a side of Larry we don't often see here. You, you know? know, everybody thinks Larry's a nice guy, very easygoing. No, see, we're starting to see the ugly side of Larry. If I were a Jet fan, that's how I would feel. Exactly. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm in complete agreement. Absolutely. You know, that's how I am, you know. As you, as you found out, Gordon, when we filled in for Rick and Dave in the morning, you know, I have issues. You do. Driving, no, we all look. If you're and, if you're a sports fan and you, you followed sports, there's no nobody gets out of here alive. Everybody's got scars. Everybody's got demons. Everybody's got them. Some uh, of us hold them in a little bit better than others. Yes. Yeah. We mask them. We mask them, right? We press them down deep down inside of us, but eventually they explode. There's yeah, no question. We're great actors. Mm-hmm. You have to be <laughs> you, to function you, in society. If you if you let everything out all the time, people would think you're a me, you know, a, a mental patient. Yeah, that's true. There's no question about it. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. All right, Jeff fans, I want to hear from you. Gordon makes an interesting point. How do you feel this Sunday, Saturday night? I know how you feel Sunday if they lose, but how do you feel Saturday night going into this? Do, are you are you rooting for the Giants? Are you just not rooting? Are you in the situation where you're saying, you know what, well, I just want to see a good game, and you know, or are you just like, I want them out? How do you feel? One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Still want to hear from the Giant fans as well about how you feel, what you have to do to win this game. Lots to do on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. ESPN New York tonight on 987 ESPN. Talking NFL playoffs. Talking Giants, Eagles. Talking NFC East rivalry. Talking. How do you feel as a Jet fan looking at this? Oh, it's got to be It can't be good. It's not good. It just isn't. You know what bothers me the most about the Giant fan, Larry, Mm -mm. is that they think that they've gone through pain (laughs) because they've had five down. Oh, we had five down year. Oh, we have been. It's been so hard. We've we've gone through so much. That's not. That's the blink of an eye. Yeah. That's nothing. 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 Mm -mm. There's no fan base that has not gone through that. And they think that, oh, no, you you guys don't realize what it's like for us. (laughs) We've had five hard years. That's nothing. Jet fans would would sign for five bad years if you told them at the end of it there were actually going to be some answers on the team. Yeah. Yep. The Jets are getting close to triple that since they made the playoffs. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And, And please, as a Nick fan, give me a break. Oh, please. Oh, I mean, come on. Yeah. Give me a break. Gordon Five is a Mets years. fan. Give me a break. Yeah. I mean, 86. Yeah. 86, Larry. I want a championship. Thank you, Dave. Absolutely. I mean, I haven't seen. I, I've covered everybody. I've covered other teams' championships except my own. Yeah. I've covered Yankees, that's and a I've long covered time Giants. ago, 1973. That's a long that's time ago. That's a longer. Ago. Yeah. It's almost as old as me, and I know I'm old. I mean, Starsky and Hutch was on TV, real. 
The originals. <laughs> I, I've now entered the age of being old, Larry, where I yawn and it's at a, a ri- ridiculously loud level and you, I don't even realize it. My wife's like, what's wrong with you? That's kind of loud and irritating. I was yawning. She's like, you're so loud. I'm that, I'm that old now. I'm, I'm <sighs> yawn loud guy. Sneeze loud guy, yawn loud guy. Mm. I'm way past that. Oh, really? No, I'm way past that. <laughs> way past Newton. Way past that. Way, way past that. I'm, you know where I am. At the age and, and working in music radio, I'm at, huh? Huh? Oh, Say that def, again? Yeah, huh? that's another one. Sure. The headphones every day. And that's, that's one thing that I worry about because, you know, when we had headphones, we had headphones that went over your ear. Yes. Now yeah. they have the headphones in the ear. And I don't know. I mean, your kids are older, obviously. Mm-hmm. My kids, they have them in all the time. Yeah. I went into the bedroom the other day. My son was sleeping. I said, get those out of your ear. Yeah, he couldn't hear you. No, he couldn't hear me. <laughs> he just I'm listening to a song. I'm falling asleep. Leave me alone. So I woke him up by yawning and sneezing. No. <laughs> That'll fix him. But that's That'll what he deserves for, telling, for him telling you, leave him alone. Right. You know, if I would have told my father, leave me alone, oh, please. there would have been Give a grave in the backyard. We would have just visited Gordon every once in a while, <laughs> lay, some re- lay a wreath outside the headstone. <laughs> uh, the, Dad, listen, leave me alone. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There wouldn't I, even have been a what. It would, it would have been instant. It would, <laughs> it would have been instant, Larry. Uh, I, I don't think I would have got a loan out. Just leave me, and my my yep. mouth would have been somewhere on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, it's like when the when the kids fall when they're little kids, and and there's that that span of time before they start crying. Yeah, exactly. That, that, it would have been that quick. <laughs> oh, those were the days before kids had the right to call the police on their parents. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, the difference the difference between when you and I were brought up and, uh-huh. and now is when you did something wrong in school when you and I were at, at that oh, age. God. It was. Well, what did you do? Yeah. You know, the teacher yelled at you or the teacher did this or that. What did you do to provoke the teacher? Now right. it's the completely opposite. Why did you true. do that to my kid? That's right. That's I don't right. know when it changed, but I know what group I'm in. Yeah, no, I know. It changed I to... at some point, but it yeah. wasn't, I, I was in the first group for sure. I was in the old school group and I got the scars to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And some memories that are worse. Right. <laughs> 1-800-919-3776. Jonathan in Brooklyn, get us started on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great fan of the show. Happy New Year to you all. Thank you, First Jonathan. time calling in. Um, I'm a lifelong Jet fan and a lifelong Met fan. So I was just listening to you and I almost broke out in tears. But... um. <laughs> You know, as far as the Giants go, the Giants are kind of like the Yankees. They're like the spoiled brother. You know, like the fans of the Giants and the Yankees are always like snooty and, oh, we have championships and, you know, Jet fans, Met fans, we're starving. So I'm not – I'm indifferent about the Giants, but do I want them to win this weekend? No way in the world. Like, I thought they would beat Minnesota – Minnesota suspect, congratulations, we clap for you. They win this weekend, now you got to hear about it for the rest of the offseason and all that. I'm not with that. So let them get crushed this weekend. And we don't hate the Giants as Jet fans. We hate the Patriots and we hate the Dolphins. You know, I go back to 84 with the Mud Bowl with Richard Todd as the quarterback. But do I want the Giants to win another game? Absolutely not. 
I hear you, Jonathan. Thanks for checking in. That's a good in. fan. Yeah, he's loyal. That's that's a, that is a true Jet fan. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's loyal. Mark's in Newark. Mark, you're next on 98.7. What's up, guys? How are you? What's going on, Mark? Hey, check it out. You know, I was listening to you too, and and I I uh, I second the last guy's call. You know, like, like, have there ever been a hundred points scored in a football game? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I would love it if the Eagles scored a hundred and one. Wow! So, so, I'm my birthday's next week, and I'll turn the big six zero. Oh, well, and I was happy thinking happy about birthday. all of my heartbreak and uh, being the. Jets, Mets, and Nets, and every other losing team. It's like just this year alone. I mean, the Mets, man, they got me all super happy. Yay. Know, we got rid of we, 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 100 games. Yeah, we got a chance to go to the – yeah, yeah. Bam. <laughs> there, goes the, there goes Lucy pulling the football. And then the Jets just have to outdo the Mets, right? They're like, they just went seven and four, and then they lose six freaking games in a row. Mm. It's, it's, just, it's I'm in tears, too. I don't even know what this I – don't, I don't have no suggestions for nothing. Like, to get the offensive coordinator, you know, I really believe that that Woody Johnson is getting the acme thing that the Wild E. Coyote had. He, he's getting his, his game plans from the same company as Acme. They're designed against you. Nothing works, Larry. Nothing, Gordon. Nothing. Zero. I hear you, Mark. Hang in there, my friend. Thanks for checking in. Do, do, do you hear the frustration, Gordon? Oh, I, I hear it. I, 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 you'd have to. Oh. That's why when I hear, I hear people say, well, you know, I'm a really big Jet fan, but I want to see the Giants do well. You know, my team's out of it. I don't see how it all to me is based on who do you see in your life, mm-hmm. and if you if you're I'm guessing you're you're surrounded by I guess it's possible you could be surrounded by a bunch of Eagle fans and not that far away, uh, but if you're surrounded by Giant fans and you're down in the dumps and you don't know if you have a quarterback, you don't know if you have an offensive coordinator, you don't know about your coach, you don't know about your organization. The last thing I want to be seeing is my giant friends skipping down the block. To, oh, we're getting ready for the NFC Championship game. Getting Again. Ready, getting ready for the Niners. Uh, Giants-Niners, NFC Championship game. It's just like 2007 all over again. We're going on a run. We got our quarterback. We already found our coach. It would make me physically ill. <laughs> it, would, it, would liter- it would make me physically ill. How could you, it not? You can't root for them. No, if you can't you, root if for them. No. If, if you're a Jet fan, you can't root for the Giants. We're and, and I don't even think you can be ha- – like, if I told you you slept through the game and you mm-hmm. woke up and the game's already over and you pick up your phone and you found out the score of the game, and if you saw that the Giants won, if any part of you is like, yes, good. Let's go! Then I, I don't know what, what, what's going on in your life. You should yeah. absolutely be rooting for the Eagles. I get it. That, that fan base, that stadium, it's not, it, it's not the type of people that you would ordinarily be willing to accept. But I think in this, in this situation, I don't think you have any choice. 
How could you? It's hard. It's, it's, you you got to get them out. You got to get them you out. Have you, to. Because you can't enjoy the playoffs with no. them in it. No. As long as they're in it, you can't enjoy the playoffs. Get them out. And then That's we can make feel. fun of the Cowboys or, you know, you can root against the, the Bill. Whoever you want to root for or root against at that point, all right, it's up to you. Yeah. But you can't do it that way. No, you, you can't. can't have it. As long as the Giants are in there, you cannot enjoy football. No. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Exactly. Yep. When we return, we'll talk about the other games this weekend. And, yes, the Jets are still in the market for an OC. We'll talk about that next on 98.7 ESPN.